What's up, everybody? My name is Janelle James, and you're listening to Poly Podcast, a political podcast to inform younger voters. And that little girl was me. Black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white yeah, girls as sisters and brothers. It's crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for a fucking wall. And we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action because this is not what I do. But bitch, I'm scared. Period. 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 Only 49% of millennials voted in the 2016 presidential election compared to 68% of baby boomers, despite there being more millennials. And my goal with Poly Podcast is to inform younger people about politics in a fun and interesting way so that when it's time to vote, they can make more conscious decisions at the polls. Now, by no means am I a political expert, so I advise you not to base your opinion solely on what I talk about. Now, let's get into the podcast. Before I get into today's topic, I want to do a little recap. So, as y'all know, Kanye West says he's running for president. And what's crazy is I remember him saying this like a couple years ago at some award show And just a few months ago, I was just like, dang, I remember when Kanye West said he was running for president and I was just joking about it. I'm like, I'm so glad he didn't do it because we all know how y'all favorite rapper is. He can be a little out the box sometimes. But I guess I spoke too soon because literally after I was just thinking that here he comes talking about I'm running for president. And if I'm not mistaken, he said he's running under the birthday party, which I mean, come on now, like it is really sad to think that a lot of black people are strongly considering and not even considering endorsing him and saying, I'm going to vote for you. And I'm just so tired of black people saying like, I'm tired of listening to a white man. This is white man society. We need to have a black man in office, yada, 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 yada. And I'm just like, can we look past race for just one second all he is trying to do is get a little buzz and really what this is going to do if black people because i mean let's be real that's really who his base was going to be made up of and that's all i hear uh who the people who are endorsing him they're black people so what he's trying to do is get these poor black people not poor i don't mean like poverty but like poor as in oh poor baby but like these black people who don't know no better to vote for him to take away from joe biden's votes so that we can have trump in office for another four years because let's not forget he was saying slavery was a choice and he was all up in trump's face with a make america uh great again hat on talking about trump is my hero and all this other crap so i'm just like come on y'all Y'all know better. If y'all really want to get Trump out of office, don't vote for Kanye West. Even if you don't like Joe Biden, even if you don't like him. Like if you a Democrat and you don't like Joe Biden, 
just vote for him anyway because well this is just my personal opinion it's a lesser of two evils do i think joe biden is the strongest candidate no i don't but do i want trump in office for another four years heck no so what am i gonna choose joe biden come on now that i mean it's already so much going on and adding this to the plate is just like at this point, just cancel the election. <laughs> like, just cancel it. We'll try again. No, seriously, we need to get Trump out of office. So don't cancel the election. But don't vote for Kanye West either. Speaking of Trump, last week he um, made a policy that will put international students at risk for deportation. And under this policy, international students in the U.S. who are taking online classes and don't have at least one in-person class could have their visa taken away. Many universities have spoken up against this policy. I know specifically MSU and U of M had petitions um, for the school to create a in-person class for international students so that they could stay in the U.S. Yesterday, which was July 14th, yesterday the Trump administration went back on this policy and said they that they would allow international students who don't have any in-person classes to stay here and what i really think is messed up about this is that immigrants have this really bad stereotype of coming here and living off american dollars and not paying taxes and they're lazy when that is not true at all when people come here whether it's legally or illegally they come here and they work they work work their butts off and they do the jobs quote unquote that um americans are too good for and they save their money from working so hard to send their kids to these universities and their kids are the ones that are curing cancer and making the next the, the next best app so it's really messed up how they come here trying to get an education and we trying to send them back not because they're not in school at all but because they can't go to in-person classes. I can't go to in-person classes. So how was that fair at all? That's all I got for today's recap. Now let's get into today's topic. So for today's episode, I wanna talk about who will be on the ballot in Oakland County because for me, I just think it's really important for people to know who they're voting for, because a lot of times people just check somebody name based off their political affiliation or because they saw their ad or other heuristics. And just a little side note, heuristics are things that people rely on when they don't know anything about the candidate. So say if I go to the ballot box and I see Joe Biden's name on um the ballot i'm like who is joe biden oh he sounds like um he's he's a, a white guy so i'm gonna vote for him or he sounds like or he's a democrat so i'm gonna vote for him. or i saw his ad but they really don't know anything about what they stand for or any of their um like anything about their uh, political affiliation and a lot of times that can be harmful because you vote on somebody based on a heuristic and not on 
like their policy and things that they want to do. And we end up having people in office making these policies and making these decisions that don't reflect our own political ideology. Because remember, we elect people to represent us. So we electing these people we don't know. And then we turn around, we like, dang, like. I voted for you and you out here doing this, that, and a third. And I want you to do this, that, and a third. Like, what's going on? So that's why I'm, why I'm doing this podcast. Because I want people to, people to know in my area who's going to be on the ballot. And just a little bit about them. Before I tell y'all who the candidates are, I want to go over the positions that are up for grabs. Because... You know, it's good to know what this person is responsible for and what they will be doing. There are 23 candidates running for office, but there are only six countywide offices that are up for grabs. So the first one is the executive and their job is to make sure each department is doing their job and they are in charge of the executive branch of the county. But don't get this confused with the mayor. The mayor governs in a city, like just a city. So you have like the mayor of Southfield, the mayor of Lake Their Village, the mayor of Ferndale. But the county executive is in charge of the entire county, which is made up of a group of cities. So Oakland County, I don't know, like off the top of my head, all the cities, but I know um, Lake Their Village, Southfield, um Farmington I think West Bloomfield is in Oakland County so the county executive is in charge of all those cities while there are mayors in each city the prosecutor is the person responsible for prosecuting people who commit a crime in the county and they enforce the state laws pretty basic same as with the sheriff the sheriff is the one who is usually the top law enforcement officer in the county, and they are in charge of criminal investigations and enforcing court orders. The clerk and register of deeds keeps records of the county's population data. So all the births, the marriages, and the deaths that happen in the, in the county, the clerk and register of deeds keeps records of that. And the clerk's office is where you would go to get certain paperwork. So if you want to get like um, a marriage certificate or a death certificate, that's where you would go to get that. The treasurer is the person who collects taxes and allocates funds throughout the city. The last office for grabs is the water resources commissioner, and they are responsible for making sure that the water drainage system is working properly throughout the county. So now that you know what each office is and some of the things they do, let's get into it with our candidates. So for the executive office, we have running Democrat David Coulter, which is the incumbent, and he has served in this position since 1999. We have Democrat Andy Messner. Um, He is a treasurer since 2008, and before that, he served in the Michigan State House of Representatives. And he was a treasurer in Oakland County, so now he's running as executive. Um, Next, we have Republican Dave Ferris. Um, He's running. Also, Republican Mike Caldwell. Um, He used to be a senator in the Michigan um, Senate. 
And lastly, we have Jeffrey G. Nutt. For sheriff, we have Republican Michael J. Bouchard, and he has served in this position since 1999. Um, next, we have Democrat Vincent Gregory. Um, he served in the Michigan Senate. And um, who else we got? Democrat Barrett Jones. He actually was a police chief in Flint and in Sterling Heights um, in both positions for six years. And lastly, we have Democrat Randy Maloney. Fun fact, did you know that there's a website that helps voters know who is running for office in their area? Yes, vote411.org gives you all the information you need about elections coming up where you live. If you want to know more about the candidates mentioned in this podcast, just go to voter411.org. That is V-O-T-E-R, the number four, the number one, the number one, dot O-R-G. So for prosecutor, we have Democrat Jessica R. Cooper. She's an incumbent and she has been um, in this position since 2008. And before that, she served as a district, district court, circuit court and court of appeals judge. Next candidate we have is Karen McDonald. She's a Democrat running. And lastly, Republican Lynn Goats. For the clerk's office, we have Lisa Brown. She is the incumbent and she was elected in 2011. And before that, she served in the Michigan State House of Representatives. The other two candidates are Republican Tina Barton and Republican Patrick R. Wilson. For Water Resources Commissioner, we have Democrats Jim Nash. He is the incumbent. He was first elected in 2012. Um, Republican Robert E. Buxabum. He is a chemical engineer. And um, the last two candidates we have running for this um, position is Republican Stephen L. Johnson and Republican Jim Stevens. For the treasurer's office, we have Democrat Robert J. Corbett Jr. running. Also, Democrat Robert Whittingburns. We got two Roberts. Robert J. Colbert Jr. and Democrat Robert Whittingburg. Um, Whittingburg serves in the Michigan House of Reps. And on the Republican side, we have Susan E. Anderson and Republican Joe Kent. He is a self-employed tax accountant. That's a pretty lengthy list of candidates we have here. But if you haven't had a chance to see who's running, don't worry. You still have time. The primary election in Michigan isn't until Tuesday, August 4th. So mark your calendars, Tuesday, August 4th. You're going to be voting in Oakland County for, um, you know, somebody from the list I named. So make sure you do your own research to see what candidate will best represent your interests because we deserve that.
Let's move on to our next segment, which is Pow Time. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Pow Time stands for Politician Slash Policy of the Week. In every episode, I either highlight a politician who I think has done a good job in representing their congressional district or a policy that I think will really benefit the American people. Since I featured a politician in my last episode, this week I will highlight a policy. So this week's pile time goes to the Emergency Money for People Act introduced by Tim Ryan, a Democrat in the U.S. Senate from Ohio's 13th District. Now this act basically will give monthly payments to Americans throughout the coronavirus. Similar to the stimulus check um, that a lot of people got the first time, but instead um, it will be monthly. And I think there were talks about giving people more. Now I may not feel like it, but we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Cases are still going up in some states, which means that people are still um, not able to go back to work or they have to cut their hours. Now, even if you are able to go back to work, the virus was a setback in so many ways for all Americans. Now, my issue with the stimulus checks are one, the last time they didn't include people like me, a college student, and it may not seem like it, but I need money too. That tuition ain't gonna pay itself. Them books ain't gonna pay itself. And a lot, um, and uh, you know, some students who are like living at home, I think their parents got extra money. And I just feel like, that that's not fair because our parents they got their own set of bills they got to pay for and we got our own set of bills that we got to pay for so i hope that this time the the act should include college students and my second issue with it is that it took too long to get past the first time and the first time like we was really going through it like i know that um in a lot of state cases are going up but also states have opened up like we're not on full lockdown and it's not as strict as how it was four months ago so with that being said if it took that long uh to get past the first time with the first stimulus checks who knows how long this bill will take before becoming a law As y'all already know, every episode I do my hashtag iLotus shout out. Now, if you want to shout out on my podcast, all you have to do is comment under my hashtag iLotus thread with your name, age, and the county that you're registered in. My I, my hashtag iLotus thread is on my Twitter. My Twitter is at Janelle three underscores J. That is Janelle J A N E L L E three underscores J. It is the pin tweet. So make sure y'all go under that tweet and comment with your name, age, and the county that you're registered in. That's a wrap. If you didn't get anything from this podcast, the one takeaway you should have is to go vote. My name is Janelle James and you just listened to Polly Podcasts.